What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Steel Maze Station podcast. I am your host, Fred Moore. And today, my guest is Maurizio Tangari. Or is it Tan? That's good. Yeah. Tangari. Yeah. Okay. I got it. All right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cool name. It, uh, Tangari. Like, I'm thinking, uh, you know, um, like uh, one of those names from the move the sh- the show that was on HBO with the dragons and all that whatever everybody was into. oh yeah uh, the house well, it's of- an African uh, roots have African roots oh uh, is they it did some research yeah I mean did some research of the, my last name uh, is like a uh, yeah it's from Africa it's an Africa some some reason I don't right. know and you're originally from Italy right yeah I'm from Italy okay. Yeah. Yeah, and you you settled <laughs> over in California, and uh, Maurizio yeah. is an inventor, which you invented. The thing that I guess you're most well known for is the hydrocore, which is a water fillable version of a Bulgarian bag. Which, if Correct. nobody knows what that is, it looks like a giant croissant um, that yeah. you work out yeah. with. It's a croissant that you work out with. That's a, I can't describe it. Either way. That's, that's what I always, I say, like, a, imagine a giant croissant. Yeah. yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. But yours is water fillable, which means you could change the weight, which means you could also travel on an airplane with it. And, um, yeah, you, you have an app, the HydroCore app. And right now I see that you're offering a six month membership that includes a 14 day free trial. It's a six-month membership Correct. where you teach people how to use your HydroCore, um, and it's for under $90 for half the year, so that's like four bucks a month. That's cheap. That's that's ridiculous. That's yeah. a great yeah. price, um, and you're using an app, so I mean, that's that's awesome, too. I wish I had an app for Steel May Station. Maybe one day I'll get one. Oh, and by the <laughs> way... Um, you know, uh, I told Don Giaffordino over at, at Addex. Oh, Don. Yes, I was going to do the dude. podcast, and he said to say hello. And um, Oh, okay. Don is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's like you. You know, you guys are the same. You guys are inventors um, making things state-of-the-art, uh, bringing it up to date. He took the mace, which is this old thing, and he just – made it adjustable with this awesome technology. I call it state-of-the-art mace technology. And you yourself, yeah. you took the Bulgarian bag, bag which is an old thing. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll talk about that. But I do believe it all started with a, with a dead goat. And, right, it was a dead goat. Yeah. And then they made it into a bag. And you just took it one step further where you make it adjustable with the weight, which is state-of-the-art technology. Because I certainly don't want to swing around a dead goat um, <laughs> not unless I've had like, like right? <laughs> uh, yeah, not unless if I had a, uh, like a couple of drinks in me, then I'll do it. But um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, you guys are inventors, and it would be great if one day could get you guys down at a table and have something Absolutely. to eat and see what you um, come up with because you're both innovators. But let's hear about you. Where did you start? Where did this uh, idea come from? And um, have you been in fitness your whole life? So uh, no, not really. Fitness was not the thing that I I wanted to do in my life. To be honest, it happened uh, with a, uh, you know it was a combination of uh, of, of uh, good things, bad things that happened in my life. You know, but you know, life always go around. You know, bad things turn good, good things sometimes turn bad, right? 
Yeah. And uh, so my job was completely different. I was in Italy. I, I, I used to have a like this little boutique hotel, like five room, you know. And, uh, you know, then I met my wife. Uh, you know, I'll make a kind of short story. Uh, we came here to U.S. because she's from U.S. She used to she used to be here in San Diego. And, uh, uh, you know, when we, we get married, you know, after a few years, uh, uh, we decided to have a baby. So I said, okay, let's have the baby in, in California. So it's easy for paperwork and things like that for, for the baby. And uh, when my baby, you know, my, my girl was born, she had a heart problem. She still have heart problem. So, uh, I mean, I don't know if you're a father, but, you know, when, when you have kids, you know, they become right away, the second you have them, you know, everything, everything around you, Yes. Is, is, is bullshit, right? And <laughs> yes. you just focus on that. <laughs> right. And, uh, and you know, I don't even blink. You know, I just called home. I say, hey, I'm not coming back. Uh, and, I mean, obviously, you know, people understand. When kids are involved, people understand right away. So I told my sister, okay, it looks like now you have a nice boutique hotel. <laughs> I just tell her, like, it's yours do whatever you know i have to focus on my daughter to see what we didn't we didn't know what he what she really had and you know we realized she's supposed to have a open heart surgery we didn't know when so i kind of had to kind of readjust my life it was like 40 years old here in u.s i mean always had the passion for fitness you know stay staying in shape always researching new modality to stay healthy because my background is windsurfing kite surfing i used to do competition for the sports uh, oh, wow. all over the world. And uh, uh, I had no really, you know, desire ever to go in the gym. When you, when you live outdoor, when you, when you work out, it's like your passion is outdoor, stay outdoor. You don't want to go in the gym. It's like, like a lion asking, oh, go in the cage, right? Yeah. You know, right. you don't feel like that. So I, I see all the people that do the, uh, uh, the modality. We, we you know, uh, uh, learn and we like it. They always like some the video, the coolest video, because I was like in on a mountain or yeah. here on the lake. You know what right. I'm saying? So, uh, so my desire was never like you know training in the gym and always training at the beach. Use like always like uh, when there was no wind, when they had no opportunity to to sail, uh, lifting sandbag or moving logs or swimming or throwing rocks. I mean, I was doing that like forever with my friends in Italy. And uh, then when I started researching, you know, the first thing I started researching because uh, I had this uh, 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 shoulder injury, you know, which is pretty common, you know, you know, in any human, you know, hips and shoulder get like, you know, uh, discomfort and things like that. And, and uh, my doctor say, oh, you got, you got to you gotta get a uh, surgery, you know, easy, right? The doctor, get mm -hmm. this pill, get a surgery right, right away, right? They don't fucking care, you know. Yep. They put on the surgery table and they give like the 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 medicine and they feel good, but you know this affect probably your life forever, right? Yeah. Uh, so I I say hey, I mean uh, I, I respect your opinion, but you know I want to see if there's something else that you know probably I can do it some met method, you know. And we are talking about like you know about twenty years ago, right? You know uh, they 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 you know VHS. And uh, YouTube was like some crappy video translate from VHS, right? It was not really like, you know, the technology we have now. 
so I, I came across like, you know, first like training with Kelbel, you know, seeing this youth, I said, fucking is this tool, you know, like 20 years ago or more. Oh, look at this thing. They were like, mostly like they more like, you know, jocolier things, like throwing. I said, man, this, this, this dude are awesome. So look at this dude. I mean, not the best physicality. I mean, all big belly dude from Russia, you know, they even look good. I say, oh, you do the things that look like that. Say, this is stupid. No, but, you know, I would say, like, I see something. So I came across the Turkish get up, you know, the Turkish get up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I look at that movement and say, this look interesting. I say, this, this movement looks like, a, it looks, you know, very challenging, very complex for a simple look, you know, just seeing, you know. So right away, I started ordering, like, a bunch of kettlebells. And then obviously, you know, your ego yeah, <laughs> ordered yeah. for you. <laughs> you yes. know, like, oh, 28 kilo, you know, something <laughs> like that. Say, so, okay, take a listen. So, what the fuck is this thing? So, you can even, like, you know, lift it from the ground, you know, like 28 kilo. So, w- went down, like, ordered, like, you know, I found, like, you know, uh, this eight kilo, which is, was fucking hard already, you know, back then. I started, like, learning Turkish get up and things. Man, the only things I was doing, like, for months was Turkish get up. I did the Turkish get up, like, probably, did, like, three million Turkish get up. The shoulder was healed. 100%, 100%, was crazy. And it was so feeling so good. They said, man, this shit work, whatever it, these Russian people doing. So I started researching more and I came across the Bulgarian bag, you know, video that it was Ivanov, you know, the inventor. There was this, this tool that nobody knew. He said, okay, this, this thing. So I did one, like, you know, probably everybody, some people that listen relate to that with the inner tube of a, of a, 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 a motorcycle. And I did a little one with some sand inside, you know, with duct tape and zip tie. And I started using very badly. And uh, then I decided to, uh, to go to uh, the first, very first workshop of uh, Ivanov in, in, in Italy. So I uh, went there, understand more about the concept, the idea behind. And uh, I loved it. But, you know, uh, everything, you know, probably, you know, that they come from... Uh, East Europe is a stream, right? It's like, you know, this is the way to do it. You have to lift this or, you know, you're a fucking bitch, you know? <laughs> but uh, then you know, but it was hard because, you know, the, the, the training system, you know, the, the concept was amazing, right? But the, the way to apply to people was fucking extreme, you know, slamming around and lifting heavy. And, the, you know, when I, I ordered the first cassette of uh, Pavel, Remember Pavel with, yeah. with Dragon Door? Yeah, with Dragon yeah. Door. And so I, I, had, I get the first cassette at home uh, and, you know, with this, like, uh, you know, the accent and everything, yeah. just trying to learn. And that was cool because uh, it kind of mellowed down, you know, the concept. So it made me love the concept, right? You know, yes. that's why, you know, now we have, you know, the kettlebell in, in every freaking gym in, in the world, thanks to people like him that, you know, made the concept more accessible more interesting and you know as always people say oh no that's not the real deal you know there's always the, the dude that come out you got to do this i mean my background is gear boy sport you know i mean the, the gear boy sport i did that with the uh, master coach from ukraine uh, uh Hilika. and uh, you know i learned a lot but you know it's, same way it was hard to teach you know there's a lot yes. of modality that needed to uh, uh let's say disassemble and uh, 
you know, build around the need of everyday people. They are not from Russia, you know. Right. So, so there was a there was an interesting process, uh, you know, change the things around with a lot, you know, when when innovation, you know, comes always with people, they you know, ready to criticize and you know, put you down and and tell you that you're wrong. Uh, but you know, uh, time, you know, uh, uh, now we have we have a Kelbel and we have a system. We have a way to teach Kettlebell that, you know, it's, it's easy and accessible to anyone. You know, uh, obviously not talking about, you know, the famous uh, uh, influential trainer, you know, that, you know, what, what's her name? Like Gillian something. They did like, you know, a, 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 a series of uh, Kettlebell things. Uh, I think it was with Reebok. It was horrible. That was, that was the worst. Oh, this the was famous a trainer. Yeah, it was like a more modern video. It was after Pavel's. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah right. She, she's the one from the Big Loser. Yes, uh, yes. It's Gil Gillian. Gillian. Uh, Gillian. Some, yeah. Brunette. Pretty. Man. Well, she's on TV. They're all pretty. Uh, yeah, that was horrible. There was a, there was a freaking, you know, like, oh man, no, very, no, very no. watered down. <laughs> Um, oh, man. and, and, uh, if I remember correctly, it was almost like they were training with like dumbbells. Yeah. It looks like really someone don't know what the fuck are you doing with no background. They're right. just trying to improvise and make money and make a profit. You, you see the same thing with some people with the mace. They'll say, uh, you know, it's like a bodybuilder. Yeah. So he starts like curling it. He's like curling the mace. Like, you could do an overhead press and like well yeah. yeah but it's not a barbell it's not a dumbbell what are you yeah. doing like it's a totally different way of looking at something and that's that's uh like a bulgarian bag like even if you use a mace you're gonna get it because you're gonna say oh it's rotational movement and a lot of mace people are using bulgarian bags or hydro cores um yeah. but even still it's it's gonna yeah. have its differences right and th those differences are are pretty apparent once you start using it yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, the Bulgarian bag is like, you know, uh, let's say, uh, even a bit older, you know, I mean, probably sandbag is, I mean, sandbag, let's say sandbag, like, you know, it's more like, you know, just get a sand, a backpack, uh, and then you have a sandbag, that's easy to do it, right? So the shape of the Bulgarian bag uh, is, is ideal because, uh, you know, you can perform a more fast-paced dynamic movement, you know? There's a lot of more things you can do it, uh, more in fast speed. Uh, the, so you can put it around your shoulder because of the shape, the design. You yeah. can go for a run, sit there easy, you know, which, you know, with the sandbag is a little bit inconvenient sometimes, you know. So that's the cool things about it. It's more the design, right? The design that changed things, you know. Sometimes that's what it is, you know. If you upgrade the design of an object or a tool, you know, uh, is better to use it. See, like, you know, a phone, the phone is the example of in history, you know, how they upgraded the design. The same concept, you make yeah. fucking calls, you know, right. the just like upgrade design, you have with you all the time. Remember back in the 80s, we had the little phone, you know, and now they come back a little bit bigger. So the portability, the way it's made and now uh, more applied to, you know, uh, the modern, you know, humans, right, you know. Right. Uh, so again, you know, what I, what I just did, I took like the design of the Bulgarian bag and I made more accessible, more like, you know, portable, adjust the weight, you know, uh, which again, you know, I've been criticized a lot about that, <laughs> you know, people, you know, the first thing, oh, but that's, a, uh, you copy the Bulgarian bag, I said, uh, duh, 
<laughs> yeah, I killed right. people going and bagel. Fuck it. You know, they're yeah, fucking yeah. in a break. Good. That's, <laughs> that was the whole point. It. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm copying <laughs> yeah. it because it's a good thing. And I have this other yeah. idea that makes the whole concept even better. One, one of the things about adding water and, uh, you know, it's the slosh effect, right? So you get that sloshing yeah. effect. So that that changes how it feels where it's the same thing with a, a loadable mace where you can fill it with water or yeah. sand or something. I have Absolutely. a 20-pound mace mm. that I have five pounds of shot in it. So that extra five pounds make it 25. But when I swing it behind me and it drops down, that shot sloshes against the bottom. Well, it's actually the top of the mace, but now it's the bottom. And it, and it just pulls a little bit more down. And it makes for a very nice workout, and it's and that slosh effect attacks your central nervous system a little differently, yeah. right? Yeah, and you get the same yeah. thing with hydrocore. Yeah, that's the thing, you know. That uh, obviously, I'm talking about like probably six years ago when uh, I came up with the idea six, seven, maybe you know, I did the first drawing like this. Hey, why don't I put fucking water and stuff? Because I mean, I love the Bulgarian bag, it was my main tool all the time, you know. I got like, you know, involved more in the training. I got certified, I was master trainer. I did workshop around the world, you know, with the, with the Suples, the company, you know, with you know, Hong Kong, Singapore, USA, Italy. I did a lot of, uh, you know, workshop certifications for people. And, uh, and so, I mean, I said, this, this is fucking cool. You know, I mean, it really, you know, mobilized the body in a way that, you know, I didn't expect, you know. And, you know, there was a, a, some kind of portability. It was cool. You, know, you can slam around, you can throw in the sand, you know, things like that. You don't fucking care, you know. Actually, more beat up looks better, right, you know. Yeah. Uh, but the only problem was, hey, man, the, the, the struggle I had during, you know, the journey as a coach, I'm saying, you know, was uh, 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 the, the logistic when we had to organize workshop because, uh, you know, it, it came like, you know, months, months before in order to ship overseas like bags, you know. Also was like convincing the gym to uh, uh, acquire, you know, the bags uh, before they even know exactly what it was, right? You know, mm. and, you know, uh, so it was very hard, you know, to say, okay, we're going to ship like, you know, we have like 20 people workshop in Hong Kong. We're going to ship the bag there. It was a pain in the ass organizing months before. And also uh, it doesn't mean that you have 20 people, all the weights, they can be used for, you know, so I don't know, uh, 20 kilo for the strong dude. Doesn't mean, you know better than me, in this type of uh, uh, modality of training, doesn't mean because you look strong, you are strong. Right. It doesn't mean that you look strong, you have a, a range of motion in your shoulder that allowed you to move uh, a weight, move a weight in a certain way because yeah. you never did that. And so you're kind of, uh, was was a struggle. Was all the time say, "Oh man, I wish I brought more bags. Oh, I wish I brought more this and that." You know, uh, so the process, the the learning curve of uh, uh, you know uh, maize, uh, kettlebell, uh, um, uh, uh, Bulgarian bag is is huge, is big, right? You know. Yeah. So and then you will always find a way to teach a modality and movement easier and faster, right? You know. Learning a snatch with the kettlebell, man, <laughs> that's a fucking, you know, if to really good snatch is hard. It's yeah. fucking hard, you know. Yeah. If you don't know how to swing uh, uh, the, the kettlebell first in the proper way or to catch and clean in the proper way, you never, yeah, 
ever, ever. It's the basic. Sometimes they skip the basic and they go straight in these right. stupid snatches. These ridiculous. They dislocate your shoulder. You know. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's all it's all about catching the momentum. You know, and understand how to develop. You know, the forces. Which you know, I mean, obviously we know as a coach, but this type of information people don't need to know about. You know how you know forces, momentum, inertia work with these specific tools. When you don't worry when you do curls, you don't freaking worry about what forces, right? So, like this, you know, uh, again going back to to my story about the Bulgarian bag, say, hey, I need to invent something that you know, we adjust the weight. So when we go to destination, we put the weight inside and we fix it. And again, you know, sand was the, my first idea. Again, okay, so we we've, but it was it was impossible to put the sand inside. It was a mess, you know. Yeah. So I figured out about the water. There was more like the concern about you know uh, transport, make easy, fast the workshop, right? You know, and the first idea was like, oh, we make a prop of a Bulgarian bag, right? A prop which yeah. is fake, you know, with water inside, and then we sell the real one. And, you know, and then I, 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 you know, I say, I went to the guy, Ivanov, say, why we don't do this, you know, so like this, it's quicker, you can make more workshop, you know, you can make more money, we have a prop, it works the same way, then you don't fucking care about the prop, so the real one, I mean, that prop real with food, they just play fake food in the window, so they do all the time, fake phone, you know, to show how it look like, and then you sell the real one, right, right. you know, <clears throat> he didn't like the idea. Actually, he found a, a little bit offensive. Oh, honest. really? He didn't, he, he didn't take that great, that good, you know. Then I told him, I said, man, you know, I, well, I wanted to give a try. You know, I'll do it. You know, I've put my resource, my financing, you know, and then I built the first one. But the thing is, when I, one thing is what's saying, you know, one thing when you have in your hand, you realize, you know, how different from your initial idea it is, you know. Uh, and then the water, like you, you said before, I say, what the fuck is this? You know, because you've never used an object with water inside, you know. Yeah. We always look like kettlebell, strong, steel, filled, compact. And then the water started like bring me in around. And then it was like again the ego filling up the first prototype I had. You know, I put inside like, you know, I mean, I used to spin uh, uh, the Bulgarian bag, 40 kilo Bulgarian bag, which is pretty, you know, honest weight for a Bulgarian bag. And then I put inside, I say, let me put like, you know, 30 kilo of water inside here, you know? And uh, I was like, I couldn't move it. I said, what the fuck is going on? I was like slammed around, you know, wobbling. I say, it feels like to be in a deck on a boat in the storm, you know? And and then I said, okay, let me put it out the weight. And then I, put, I went like, you know, almost empty. and start like moving and shaking around. I said, oh, okay, this is something that I didn't expect, right? It was very interesting, the process of uh, learning. It was, the, it was the bag, like, teaching me new things, even a movement that I knew, but uh, they were so hard, challenging to manage, you know, because of the water inside. And then, you know, it took me almost, like, probably near enough for the exploring and understanding, you know, testing with people that had no idea what the tool is or people that had idea what the Bulgarian bag is with the background, so getting like very positive feedback, you know, from uh, from uh, people using it, you know, and uh, mostly, you know, I, to be honest, when I built that, I had no idea for business. It was not a, a business idea, you know. I was in the fitness industry that time because I was in US working, you know, in the fitness industry here, uh, uh, but. Uh, 
uh, I, I say, what the fuck am I doing with this thing? You know, I don't know. I mean, it's cool. Yeah, I bring it around. I was traveling a lot. You know, I'm using it. I don't know if there's a potential for the market. And back then, really, it was kind of a surprise how during this journey of exploring, understanding, and showing to people, you know, also the trainer, they didn't get it. It was crazy. It's yeah. like, you know, probably you relate to that. You know, when you show a maze to a, a yeah. coach that does different things, right? Mm -hmm. And you say, ah, no, but, you know, I like, yeah, I prefer to stick with my shit, right? You know? Right. Especially, so, especially when it's in their domain. If you go to them where they're training people and stuff, they don't want to – it's human nature. It's their ego. Like, oh, I can't show people I don't know how to do something. Like, yeah, it's the – yeah, there's comfort. I was listening before I started listening to what you were saying during that little, uh, um, uh, you were talking on your camera before you post something just, yeah, an hour ago. Today, something. yeah, today. Yeah, I, today, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. You yeah, went I, in the car, yeah. My little vlog yeah, were, spiel I did, yeah. Yeah, you were talking more about the world, what happened, and then, you know, comfort zone and things, you know. That's always come with co about comfort zone, you know. Yeah. Human being is all about comfort zone. They like to be, that's a bad thing. There's a fucking bad thing. So people like to stay in the comfort zone. Mm -hmm. They have a, they have a uh, you know, good job. They have a, the same routine. You know, they, they have a, you know, perfect life, a perfect wife and things like that. that you know, everything food, easy to get, to reach. You know, uh, when they have to cook, then it becomes like, a, it's not a comfort zone anymore. You know, just open the package, put the microwave, that's easy. Right, yeah. and you know that's why in the United States they, they have a lot of obesity because they don't cook. They have an amazing kitchen, but they don't fucking cook. You know, and, and uh, you know everything is about the comfort zone. But you know when it comes out, uh, okay, you go out from your comfort zone, learning something new, challenging, struggling again, start yeah. from zero. Nobody want to do that. Right. You know, they think they they know everything. You know, that happened a lot with the people they. Uh, they left, uh, you know, in the conventional way, you know, traditional way, you know, the yeah. gym, right? Right. You know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I love that. You know, I do that all the time, you know. But, you know, most of the, those people, you know, when they tell, hey, you want to learn something different, something new, man, Jesus, luck, you know, is an ordeal, you know. No, they don't want it. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned, you know, you had the shoulder injury. And I have a buddy who's, he is the has the best physique ever. He's a bodybuilder. His he's a little older than me, and he uh, he loves Arnold and he loves all the old school guys. And he laughs at everything that I do. He thinks everything's stupid, but he has some of the worst shoulder problems from all the all the bench pressing, going heavy all the time. He's got great muscles, but his bones, his joints are deteriorating, and he is always getting cortisone shots and elbows well, and stuff. And I keep telling him, dude, I guarantee you, if you try a mace, if you try some kind of thing like a kettlebell or a Bulgarian bag, learn it. You'll, you'll enjoy yourself. You'll feel better. And your all those issues will start, start to maybe, maybe go away. But from like everybody such as yourself to everybody else I've interviewed, about using these rotational movement modalities, they all say that their shoulders are great or they had an injury and it got better or nobody has shoulder problems in this little yeah. world that we're in. And 
everybody in that world, they all got issues. So yeah, but it's also interesting. Yeah, it's also interesting. Like you know how we uh, you learn a lot about your body work when you uh, apply this modality to yourself. You understand amazing thing without even you know. Uh, uh, being like a scientist or, you know, knowing about biomechanics. I know a lot of people, they're just doing it because they love doing it. But, yeah. you know, the first take is, you know, man, I start understanding more about my body. I start understanding more about the need of my body, what I need to do, what I don't need to do, how I can push my body. And sometimes, you know, what happened, because the amount of load is very relative, right? If we compare like an heavy base, or heavy kettlebell. Let's say heavy kettlebell, I can say, you know, heavy average kettlebell can be like, you know, say uh, 30, 40 kilo, okay, which is already a lot to, mm -hmm. to, to move, right? You know, 40 kilo kettlebell snatch, okay? You know, which is if you compare to bodybuilding is nothing, it's bullshit, right? right. Yeah. You know, right. <laughs> you know, bench press, you know, the problem is they're always pushing them more, more, more. They're trying to do more, more, and more in the same range of motion for 20 fucking years. It's like the, the drop falling and then the drop become bigger. You're not just imagine already just a little drop in ears can make a hole. Imagine if ears the drop become bigger and bigger and bigger, it wouldn't get fucking sinkhole, right? Uh, yeah. but they don't understand that. They keep digging in that range of motion. That's why, you know, all the problem and discomfort. Right. Really changing the modality for me like going back on bodybuilding man you know what this is interesting it probably happened to you all the time because my friend you know they say hey, you never post video you going to the gym and, and and doing like a bench press or heavy squat and things like that I say man i don't know i don't know i mean yeah you're right i never do never really post it because everybody fucking posts this shit yeah. if you go on the web you know I say why? Why you say? Oh, because you don't know how to do it. You don't know. You don't lift it. So I remember one day we were at the gym and there were like you know a, a bunch of friends you know doing like you know some bench pressing stuff. You know we do like you know one max rep and things like that. And they do that all the time. I say hey, you want to do? I say oh, you cannot. The sun making fun like because I was doing like different stuff. So well, then I was bench pressing like that, even without doing that stuff all the time. You know I say yeah. like the same amount of weight they were doing and yeah. they were like a lot of like you know they do like cheering and oh, yeah, yeah, like things like that they say man I, I don't know i mean i never do this but i can do it you yeah. know but the, the other the other way you cannot do what i'm doing you know you don't want to challenge and things i'm doing you know you don't want to see it how the benefit can be or moving a 20 kilo kettlebell for like 20 minutes then you're going to see really how your body work, which apply more like, you know, to, to uh, uh, whatever human being used to do like 40 years ago. That's what your body is designed to do for like, you know, lifting heavy uh, uh, with the weird shape things like a rock, yeah. like yes. a, a thing of a hail or, uh, you know, uh, using like movement with your back, like right. for full day going back and forth you know in, in a motion that is very uncomfortable to do but human being now they don't do the shit anymore because nah. we sit at the desk right. we drive a car we move like robots so we never do this or this or this or this right unless yeah. you're in some specific type of sport and then injury happen yeah when you again get out from the comfort zone your body don't know what the fucking you do and say why you do this man i never do this shit here are you crazy now all of a sudden you want to jump 
now all of a sudden you want to climb a tree. Yeah. Now all of a sudden you want to go down fast running downhill. You know, are you crazy? Um, don't do that because you're a fucking mongoloid. You don't need to do that. You need to sit on the chair, okay? You know what I'm saying? So stay that, safe. That's very, stay safe, man. You're, you're right. Humans aren't really designed to lay on, a, on their back and then lift something really heavy. Um, I mean, unless they were hunting and they got attacked by a bear and the bear was on top of them. And they would need to push the bear off. That would be the only time I can think of it. Other than that, you, it, our ancestors were hunting, fighting, and building shit, right? Um, so, like a form of deadlift would be needed, right? You're going to lift something heavy, something overhead. But definitely the rotational stuff because they yeah. were fighting, hunting, right? If you're hunting, you're also in danger of getting hunted upon while you're hunting. So you have to be able to turn, hold your gear. They, they had to travel far distances and, you know, cut up chunks of meat and take yeah. like 50 pounds of meat over their shoulder and bring it back to wherever they live. So that's what they were designed for. Nothing's wrong with a bench press, but it's if unless you're uh, a pro athlete going into that like powerlifting, that's your thing. That, but I would say if you're just a regular guy that wants to look good with their shirt off, having having other modalities involved with your bench press is probably the best bet. A person who's using yeah. a hydro core or a mace can do can be a lot more effective with the bench press right yeah absolutely absolutely i mean i mean again you know there's a, the, the other way around going from our modality to the conventional because we know the world we've been doing they do their stuff you know all the time we are doing probably your background is that right you know uh, like you know starting at the gym we started at the gym right, right. you know we're like doing things good or bad you know no, but we were doing this there, right? You know, we saw that. We resemble on that. You know, go to gym, see to do that. Oh, I can do that. That's easy. You know, it's simple. I can do that. You know, but uh, uh, we can go back there. I can go back any day to do that shit there. You know, yeah. But, you yes. know, I, right. I love that. I, I love the concept to be outdoors, to bring my tool to yeah. the beach, to travel with, and do whatever I want. You know, I love the maces. You know, I love the kettlebell. I love all the crazy shit that come out. Now, lately, I'm a lot like, you know, I like a lot of landmine, you know. <clears throat> There's a guy here in San Diego, they pull out this landmine uh, uh, concept uh, related yeah. to, you know, David Wack. Yes. Uh, David Wack. Yes. Yeah, so he's a friend of mine and, you know, one of his coach, he developed that landmine concept. Very interesting, very cool, you know. And I love it because... Uh, uh, finally, I have, uh, I kind of, I feel like kind of, you know, I'm closing the circle of the tool. I like it because uh, the problem about, you know, going to the gym, you know, sometimes you like, you know, having the barbell, there's always a dude, or you have to load, unload, you know, with the landmine, you put it there, you perform all this movement in fast pace and, you know, you lift, use your hips, use your shoulder, use every, everything very safely. Because if it's slam, it doesn't fall on you. You don't have to worry about the spotter, you know. So right. a partner that help you. So it's very cold. And I do that, you know, like at least two times a week, you know, just to close their circle. So there I feel like I can put 100 pounds, 150 pounds. I can load myself more very safely. I love that a lot. So, 
but again, you, you say like about, about hunting, but you know, also about you know, we used to be hunted also. <laughs> they used like, you know, animal chasing us back in the day. It wasn't just about like, you know, go get the meat, right. but like you are the meat, you know? Yep. So and then, and, and, and something that I noticed a lot, you know, Bandet, you know, was like the, the range of uh, uh, motion of your neck, the, the mobility of the neck, I was changing and get more stiff and stiff and stiff. So it related a lot of the headache and, you know, the people that cannot move, more than this yeah but if you see like a dogs if you see i mean almost they go 360 with the mobility of the neck this is the first thing i do with my client when they come to the gym you know new client I say hey let me check the mobility of your neck everything is there man right. rotational movement are in the neck if you move the neck you move the body right you know that's you know martial art whatever you know you're moving if i punch you here you move the body in one direction the other one this like you know can do this and move the entire body. Like can just roll the head. So there's some people that don't go more than this, you know. And then that's what you want to go almost like on top of your shoulder, almost behind, you know. Yeah. Because back then it was like related to the fact you had to look behind all the time because you are chased or you're aware of something that happened behind, you know, on top of your shoulders, you know. And things we don't do anymore. Why we have to do this fast? Right. right. Why we have to look behind the shoulder? We are chased, which you know. Uh, I mean, I used to know uh, for a period of, uh, when I was living in Dominican Republic, uh, there was like a, uh, some guys, I don't know why, they were retiring there, some legionnaire, you know, the, the French legion? Yeah. The, yeah, the mercenary, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if they were hiding there or they were just like, you know, a nice place to retire, you know, because they had a lot of money and, you know, after all the war and things, man. Back then, I had no idea about fitness and things like that. I remember it was like, you know, probably my 20. I used to go there for a, like windsurfing competition and things like that. And then met this dude, you know, they, man, they always were doing this. It was like kind of don't even realize they were doing. It was like kind of creepy. All of a sudden, they're talking to you. And then they do like an instinct things. They were always like looking around behind and say, what's going on? So you always look like, you know, you something going to happen. And they say, what are you talking about? You don't even know. They say, no, you always do this. I say, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm doing it. But, you know, it's something in my brain. It's like, second you know, nature. muscle memory. Yeah, yeah muscle memory, second, second nature, nature like right. Instinct, like, you know, survival instinct. It was just fucking uh, creepy and, and scary to see. And you see that, I mean, you see a lot of hunter friends, you know, fishermen, you know, they do things they don't even realize. It becomes like part of the... Uh, the thing the, right. the 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 instinct the nature they have yeah inside, it's right? part of their regular mannerisms in everyday life yeah yeah it's crazy isn't so fucking interesting to observe people you know on a like uh, in everyday life they do things like a robot they don't realize to do it at the time they do stupid things like you yeah. know the neck most of the time is like this yeah Right. Now they like that. They don't do this anymore. So it gets slouchy. They yeah. they compromise your breathing patterns. You know they compromise a lot being like this. You know yeah. not just the back pain and neck pain. It means you're choking yourself. So imagine like you know I don't know in 200 years people are probably gonna have a respiratory problem because of this. I sure, I also think sure. that people's eyes are gonna move up over to the top of their forehead. So that yeah. they can see forward because it's going to be like yeah. weird eye sockets. We're going to not look anything like we look right now. That's for sure. 
it's crazy when I walk on the street. Sometimes I get mad at people. Say, "Fuck you!" But look around, asshole. Look, I, look in front of you. I see that all the time. Like, like I walked right past people, and they didn't even know I was coming up. No, like, I'm coming like this, and I scare the shit out of them. Like, what? Yeah. You're so engrossed in what's going on in your phone, you don't even see me, hear me, or have that sixth sense that there's a person coming. I mean, you're just completely true. And then you wonder and why people. I realize. No, but sometimes I realize I'm doing that, you know, because, you know, I'm walking around, I get a message, I'm doing this, I'm reading and say, man, <laughs> for this 10 seconds I was reading this message, someone can come and stab me right. or, you know, right. get get my daughter, you know, it's scary. But I realize that how scary it is. I get scared. I say, man, don't do that. It's not right. the fucking message is so important to read it right now. Yeah. You know, right. So uh, when I'm in the mall or I'm somewhere on the street, you know, keep the fucking phone in. When you're doing the car, read a message. When you go home, read the fucking message. But <laughs> nothing is so important can come up on your phone that you can distract what's happening around. Yeah. You know, it's just crazy. Do you, do you, what do you do when you work out? Do you put your phone away or do you? Well, it depends. You know, it I mean, sometimes? now. It depends because sometimes I have to film quick stuff, you know, because, you know, yeah. you feel like we have a responsibility for the social media sometimes, right? Yes, you know, to- that's why I'm asking because yeah. I a couple of times caught myself where I just go to get my phone to record something. Yeah. And then I notice there's a quick little notification. So I'm like, oh, let me just see that. And next thing I know, it's five or 10 minutes later. And not yeah. only am I cooled off, I sort of like don't even want to work out anymore. And I've ruined workouts yeah, because of that. It's true. And it's like, you know, we're, we're all, if we're doing it, but we catch ourselves, there's a whole slew of people out there that don't even yeah. realize it's happening, right? Yeah, that's the thing. You know, now I keep, I lock the phone inside the thing. The, the, if I have to do a video, you know, I can do it here with my back. I can do it anywhere. I don't need to go to the gym unless it's related to landmine, other things like that. But, uh, you know, yeah, I, I'm putting the phone away. Yeah, I, I, I swing like, you know, a month or so to keep away. Also because, uh, I mean, we relate to that. Everything's happening in the world, you know. Uh, there's a lot of uh, notification, you know, things that, that people posted, you know. I feel like, you know, he captured me more than ever. Before it was just like, you know, the fitness concept. Now all this bullshit that happened in the world. I yes. feel like I'm reading stuff. So. And again, you know, I relate to that today. If, man, it's like 20 minutes. I'm looking this shit at the gym, what I'm doing. You know, I came here to work out. And now I just like, you know, I don't have desire anymore to work out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You got to watch so, out for that. I mean, it's just, you know, if, if somebody's listening right now and, you know, and you check your phone all the time when you're working out, it most likely it's ruining your workout because it's just taking you, your mind off of what you need to do. You're probably not going to be putting as much effort into your workout. You're distracted. You're just distracted. And people take it for granted because they think it's just mindless working out. Like, oh, you're just moving your body. But you really want to get your mind engaged. And and that's why I always enjoy working out with a mace because it engages my mind. And do you find with the HydroCore, same thing? You're you're able to really – just focus on that workout and the movement patterns that you're doing? Yeah, the, the cool things about HydroCore, uh, and then, you know, not just me, there's a lot of clients that relate to that, is the noise of the water. They love the noise ah. of the water. Yeah, it's very interesting because... Interesting. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's something very intriguing because uh, I have to tell you something. 
when I first I put like you know the first video online, uh, back then I had no deal with the on. You know the the my product is market from on it, right? You know, right. company here in Texas, and uh, you know I was a uh, uh, was just like posting things online, you know, on an Instagram page, you know, with any deal with any company. I didn't know how to market the product. I have no experience about you know marketing any product. I was just pitching some, you know, people all over the world, seeing the idea, you know, I got a lot of bullshit, like people like, you know, uh, say, oh, this is stupid. What is that? Blah, blah, blah. At the beginning, I didn't care. If you listen to the negativity around, they never go move forward. Uh, but, you know, when we market the bag, you know, and the people start using it, the first thing is the, is the, the noise, is, the, is this, this organic sound of the water. There's some people that used to go uh, work out with the headphones. I see a lot of people with the headphones say, man, I don't do that anymore because the sound of the water, I feel the feedback of the sound, the way the water is lush, it's kind of uh, mesmerizing the sound, you know, a little bit. It was interesting because at the beginning when I put the bag uh, uh, on the, on the on Instagram, a guy contacted me. I had the weird experience. I'll tell you some weird experience with the hydrocore. A guy, a scientist contacted me, okay? His name is Wallace. He wrote a book. He, he, the, what, the, the name of the book is The Blue Mind. I don't know if you have uh, uh, seen around. It's a very interesting book. It's a talk about the, the energy of the water, be around the water, positive and things like that. He does a lot of you know, interesting things. The scientist, uh, uh, the healing power of the water. Water is important. It's like, you know, you know, like uh, uh, century, you know, people used to go to water. We are water. We're born from water, right? You know, right. and then we are made out of water. So that's why, you know, uh, it was interesting to talk to him because he said, Oh, I saw your product. Uh, I love it. The idea, he use it. He's a very private person. You know, he used my product a lot. Uh, and uh, and then now he wrote the, the, the um, another book, always about water. But uh, this is the first thing he say. He tried to explain to me. And back then, you know, you know when you know something, but you don't know how to express, or yeah. or your your subconscious knows something or feels something, but uh, you don't realize till someone make you notice. You know, say, man, this is the coolest thing ever. You say, really, you know. And this guy was explaining about you know the healing power of the water, how he helped people. They come like from war, you know, the, the, the depression. He ran this program uh, with the ex military. They, they, uh, they, they have like some mental problem with uh, introducing them, like, you know, some things they can do with water, listen to the noise of the water, or do surf, surf lesson. You know, they go surfing, like mm -hmm. stay. I don't know if you surf, but be in the middle of the ocean, just waiting and, and just like, you know, you, you feel like you, some people think, what are you doing when you're there? I, I really, some people can think, oh, you think a lot. No, you don't fucking think. Yeah. When, when really, when you are in the water, like in the ocean, like, you know, for instance, when I was like kite surfing, wind surfing, those like, you know, the wind, you have more element there because I have also the wind, I have the noise of the water. People think you think. I don't fucking think about anything. It's just like your brain is just so relaxed. You know, you, you feel so good. You actually become part of life. Yeah. You're it's just there in life. Yeah. I totally, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, you go in the nature, right? You know, yeah. you walk in. I mean, I don't know if you do that a lot. Yeah, like yeah. Go in, the, in the woods or you go hunting. 
people think that you oh, you have a lot of thinking. What do you do? You get bored, you think, you listen okay. music. No, man, you kind of blend with the nature. You feel yeah. like you're part, like you say, a part of the nature, right? You know, I mean, this is very philosophical, but, you know, going back of the, of the water noise, you know, I have a lot of clients, they love it because of the noise of the water. And then what, what I notice, and then, you know, there's something the clients told me, say, even the movement, right? If the movement is sloppy, you feel that the water noise change. So oh, kind yeah. of, you know, you start like, you know, like you said before, it's neurological, right? It's yeah. neurological, yes. the, the, the maze with the, with the uh, sh shifty weight. Right. Become more neurological, right? So become neurological, the noise of the water, the way, you know, translate information, the noise of the water to your brain uh, related to a specific movement. You see, yeah. if you do a snatch, you have a specific movement. If you do a spin, you have a specific noise coming out from the bag. If the spin is sloppy or messy, you are the, the water tell, is telling you, say, man, this is something is wrong. You gotta fix this, you know? And sometimes you, you know, most of the time we look ourselves in the mirror to correct movement. I mean, I happen at the gym all the time, but you know, I don't see any with the cowbell things look in the mirror, the things that is like a more like, you know, I remember my master uh, the cowbell used to say, close your eyes. Do the movement, close your eyes. You right. feel like, you know, how the movement is so become better if you close your eyes because you understand the motion, how you aligned with your, with your body better, right? That's why I like a lot, you know, sometimes I close my eyes, I do movement with the bag, I feel the noise. Right away, I understand if it's wrong. I do it with Mike all the time, you know, when they start mastering a little bit the movement to correct a little details, that part, right? The hard part is like uh, sometimes you can drag a movement with a bad form just because of a little detail. And then maybe it's just like, you know, your shoulder out of place one time or the breathing patterns is wrong or your foot position or your hips, you know, and it's, that's hard to fix more than the movement overall. But, you know, you do the movement for 20 years and you see you don't grow in the movement, you can get better because it's a little fucking details that's out of place. And then it comes one dude that said, man, you got to do this, right? Oh, look. Move the shoulder here. They say, oh, this is magic. Yeah. How you did that, right? You know? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just crazy, right? The mastery so, of movement. It's it's taking it to the next level, like a, like a martial artist would do. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I adopted. I kind of stole from uh, from uh, Bruce Lee, you know, the motto of my hydrocode is be water. That's why I like saying yeah. and be water, you know. Yes. Master, you know, the water, if the water moving in one way, you move the way. The yeah, way I love the water that. moves. Yeah. It, yeah it, so. it, the sound and you see the water. So it just reminds you, even if it's sub, subliminal, it just reminds you, okay, the way we are moving now, we're going to be water, which is a powerful way to move. It's a powerful yeah. force. Water Absolutely. is a powerful force. Yeah, if you try to swim against the wave, you know, you get crashed and slammed around. If you try to surf the wave, you be your water. So you kind of slide with the water down and you have fun with that. And you yeah. understand how the ocean works and the current and, and everything, you know, is kind of, you know, again, be part of the nature instead of fighting the nature. You yeah. know, that's, that's the cool things, you know, to do it. You know, be part of also the tool. If you like kind of, you know, a part of the movement you perform instead of fighting the movement. You see, everything is so aggressive nowadays, you know? Yeah. I mean, like uh, going back to, to, to the, the style of between gear sport and kettlebell 
and you know what they develop with the strong first or dragon door i mean first was dragon door and then you know strong first uh, after you know it's more aggressive like the style we adopted here in usa you know compared to giveaway sport giveaway sport is more like a, uh uh the flowing a uh, smooth motion if you see like you know some uh, dude in a uh, uh, you see like, it's funny you see the opposite you see like the skinny uh, 13 years old in russia performing like you know 60 kilo snatches like it's no fucking big deal right or you see the huge dude or they go like you know under under kilo like uh, snatches but you see like for example this skinny dude the way he performs smoothly the snatch catching the hand going in and curving and catch go under the hips go under like a wave and then go under and breathe it who ha who right and then you see strong faces like hey Hey, 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 this is the fuck are you doing? Slow down. And again, now we go into the, the field of because they made the system like that, nobody knows about the Gita Boy sport. Yeah. You know? Right. So if, I can go back and forth. You know, I can go from Gita Boy to Strong Fist, Strong Fist. Well, it depends on what I want to do, what is my day concept of training. But, you know, for them, they don't get it. They don't get right. it like the smoothness. They don't get it like, you know, uh, remember my master when we used to do competition in Italy with the giveaway sport and then we start doing it you know the thing do like 10 minutes long cycle with the kettlebell that's a, I mean man this is like a you you want to just die yeah this, yeah. this you want to die 10 minutes snatches you know it's just crazy right even if it's my, lightweight my, it's it's oh. it's crazy i mean my master he detained the world record like 12 hours snatches <laughs> you, i mean oh, do wow. we realize that you know already 10 minutes i don't want to bet anymore the I thing that boggles my mind about that is this guy <laughs> literally cleared his calendar <laughs> he has nothing else going on i don't have to be anywhere for the next 12 hours let's go that's crazy that's <laughs> fucking crazy like you know with the with the 24 kilo who ha who so yeah. your mechanic is so perfect you're you just performing in a way it's so like like dancing yeah like you see a horse like moving like you know when you see a horse going in yes. the sand or the beautiful sunset and things like that it's so perfect you feel like oh their horse is keep going he's yeah. keep going for days right it really is almost magical in a way when it gets to that level. Now, I got a question for you. You mentioned earlier about how this croissant-shaped uh, hydro cord, it could sit around your neck, which I've seen videos of people doing squats with it over their neck. Yeah, yeah. But um, I do believe that you also have another water invention to carry water, right? Yeah, so that's my uh, my nonprofit uh, organization called Hydro Reach Project. Okay. Yeah. So what happened is uh, uh, when uh, I was testing my bag, you know, on the beach, you know, uh, was here in San Diego on the beach, uh, you know, and uh, I, I went there like trying, you know, some stuff. See, let me figure out this shit with the water and things like this. Also, see resistance like throwing the water that float, you know, like that. And uh, when I was there, I realized, man, I forgot my water. You know, usually I go to the beach, I bring the water thing. Ah, so fucking thirsty. It was a day where I was miserable. And, you know, here on the beach, we don't have like a bar or things. We don't have nothing, you know. So you took care of everything. So 
So I said, oh, fuck it, wait a minute, there's water in this shit here. I knew it. I knew. <laughs> I, I knew this is how the infection, I pictured it in my mind. I said, he was either wearing it on his neck and said, hey, this is a great way to transport, or he probably was drinking the water because I always said, yeah. hey, you know what? As you're working out, drink the water. It's getting lighter and you can keep working out. But uh, yeah. that's amazing. So this is like uh, just how the mind works. I, I'm fascinated yeah. with this. So you, so yeah, so you started realizing you can drink the water. Why not make something that you could wear? You now, got exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the, now you solved a problem for people, but for what people like people in third world countries where they have to travel very far to go yeah. get water. Right. So, so, I mean, uh, when I, when I start drinking water, you know, I come back home and there was a friend of mine that we do martial arts together, we do jujitsu, you know, he's a pastor, a local church, but he also run this nonprofit organization where he go, he, they get funds and they go to, third world country, specifically in South America, to build wells, you know? And I remember he, he was watching always his Instagram, is he, okay, they build the well, but the problem, I mean, that's the thing, man. Uh, we don't relate it to problems. So we talk about climate change, but you don't know fucking climate change it is. We think big sometimes, but you don't try to resolve a small problem around us, right? You know? Right. And, you know, the small problem is, okay, climate change, but first people need to carry water, you know, from A to B. For right. me, it's easy. I just open this sink or go to the fridge and my water and drink it, right? But some person that have to walk like four, eight miles a day to carry water, that's just right. fucking crazy. So I call my friend. I say, hey, man, can you tell me more about this issue? Because I want to understand. I mean, I like to research and understand the things before I do some type of things, action, right? So he came to my house. It's funny because... I was in my garage, you know, with my bed. When he came, I was there like testing hydrocode. Soon when he saw it, he said, man, I don't know what the fucking is that, but this is cool. We can carry water. He had my same vision, you know. And right. uh, he said, how they carry water now? I said, how, what do they do? How do they carry water? And then he explained to me they what they do when they build well they give them these buckets, like plastic oh buckets, like Home yeah. Depot buckets, and they put water inside. So what they did, they they make a hole on the bucket, they put a little faucet, and there's a water filter. It is, I don't know if you've seen this little, uh, this like little uh, uh, water filter. You ever seen it? Is it a technology? Yeah, like they, this... they use for camping and stuff like that. Right? Yeah, exactly, yeah, ex right. exa exactly. There's a company, they make this uh, water filter uh, little, little that you can uh, purify water. Okay, they attach there so the people carry the buckets. Did you ever try carry two buckets of water around I, your house? I, I was just thinking, uh, like a Home Depot bucket. Uh, I, it can't possibly be a five-gallon bucket because that would be over forty pounds, and you're going to carry. It? You're going to be carrying. That's uh, what it is. Oh, so these people are carrying eighty plus pounds. Eighty pounds in their hands water. with that water. The little. Yeah, the little stupid wire trying yeah. sewing your after probably after under feet your hands already sewn. And then also the handle's it. gonna get destroyed after a while. The the plastic oh, yeah, piece is yeah. gonna get broken <laughs> and then the wire is gonna break. So it's not durable either. Is an horrible solution, but it's yeah. a solution, right? You know, right. sometimes you know solution is a solution, you know. I mean it's just a more a patch than a solution, you know. Yeah. Say okay, but it's a pain in the ass because you know the Water bucket, they go through thousands of those buckets, you know, they replace for them to carry water. But, you know, the system to carry water in centuries 
uh, didn't change a lot, you know, yeah. for let's say uh, primitives, you know, way to carry water to now. They changed the, the material, but didn't change. I've seen like, you know, maybe Vietnam with a stick, with two yes. terracotta things or leather right. container to carry on the back like this. Uh, so they just upgraded from uh, organic material like terracotta or leather to to plastic. <laughs> and, you know, uh, you know, plastic creates more pollution and more problems because when there's this bucket break, you know, it's a fucking thing as they yeah. create pollution and they get dumped around, the, you know, the villages and things like that, right? right? So, so you explain the things, you explain about the water filter, our work, you know, the technology, how advanced it is, it can purify a lot of water for years, you know, these water filters. Then I told him, hey, you know, I have this idea, if I build something like practical to, this is, this is good, you know, because the issue about carrying water is this, uh, most of the people in charge of uh, carrying water is kids and women of the village. That's what they do because the men go hunting or you have to, you know, make an income or whatever, you know, for the family. So uh, these kids and women all day, what they do, they carry freaking water. They go maybe two, three times a day to carry water. It's a serious problem, you know, the water for cooking, for, uh, you know, cleaning, for, right. for uh, you know, everything, for plants, for irrigation, whatever, you know. A village is always far away uh, from the source. It doesn't mean that, you know, uh, the, well, the well is never in the middle of the village, to be honest, okay? And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of problems. Desertification makes it harder because always to build well, you know, for, uh, further, further, further. So, so what happened is that uh, uh, during this, uh, say, journey they have to do every day back and forth, you know, imagine how many times they stop they've seen probably carry on top of the head, right? Too. Yes. You've seen like, you know, this uh, African woman, uh, beautiful, like, you know, putting like this buckets on top of the head, you know, uh, uh, the balance and the carrying a baby and they have the buckets and balance on top of the head. Yeah. And they, there's like 40 pounds. Realize that like 40 pounds on your neck compressing, what mm -hmm. kind of discomfort can create it. Right. So uh, uh, the, there's a, the problem, the first problem is when you want to solve a resolve a problem you know you have to understand what are all the problem around this issue how can resolve it makes sense it's just another stupid problem you know because you know i had the issue that you know okay i make this thing i replace the buckets with these things but you know is it made out of plastic you know uh, you're gonna break you're gonna create more pollution and more resolve the problem or the fucking care so carrying 40 pounds i'm gonna make a bag that at least is around uh, at least at least 60 pounds of water but, you know, can a, a, a girl put uh, 60 pounds of water there? Yep. That's the problem. I mean, they carry 40 pounds here. So we did a lot of, like, you know, research. We did the x-ray with buckets, you know, on top of the head to see the compression of the spine and with the bag. So postural, you know, keep your chest and your spine more proud. And so it's good for your posture. It doesn't create any slouchiness or any compression because the water is distributed all over around your body, you know? It's way better than a backpack in the sense, because the back, uh, you, to compensate that traction back, what people see when they carry backpack, what they do, they do this, right? Yep, they, they try forward. to compensate. So they become more slouchy because they carry backpack, you know, like that. So uh, another system they have, they put this band here. You've seen it? Yes. They put like a rope, a band here, and the buckets is behind the back, so they're like this. Yes. So there's a 
A lot of uh, this correlate to young age arthritis because they have to carry a compression of the spine C3, C4. Mm-hmm. But with this system here is way better. Another thing, that, another uh, uh, problem they solve is like speed. Because, because you have to stop all the time or, you know, with the buckets, you know, you take like more time than usually with my product, you know, would take. So sp- speed is related to, if you had to take like a four hours, you can take like two hours to do the same task. Means that the, the two hours you have more left, kids can study, can go to school, can do things, right? Can play. Yeah. Play. It's kid what they need to do. They need to fucking play kids, right? Yeah, they yeah. need to carry things all day. Women can uh, do other stuff like, you know, maybe grow vegetables or uh, make bracelets to create an extra income for family or study eventually to, you know, go to school, you know, become a mom with, a, with a, you know, a, a, an education, right? You know, it's very important. So that's another thing to resolve. You have to understand also during this journey from A to B, this kid, this woman are targeted from rapists, child trafficking, you know, uh, this is crazy. Uh, and then, you know, we realize that having the bag like this, you can be more aware, you can ra- go faster, you know, and you can also have your hand on a machete. Yeah. So that's very important to do it. So you can be more aware what happened around because you don't have the buckets of water. Also, the water don't spill because an open bucket, you know, if you drip, the water spill. You have to think also from A to B is not a straight line. Sometimes you have to go from A to B going up and down hills and things across, uh, you know, uh, uh, like a territory that is not easy to go, right? Right. So that's easy because the water is closed. Another problem solved is the water bucket they are used also to put other stuff inside. They put dirt, they wash clothes. So they're not sanitized and they get mm-hmm. destroyed faster and easier. My bag, you cannot open and put stuff inside. It's just designed for the water. So we have like, you know, the, the water filter port, which you, when you go in your uh, shack, you know, you hang the bag and filter the water out. And then we have also two ports for uh, irrigation. Yeah. So at the bottom you have there, you can water plants also, which that's another problem solved. So we try in like in some way to solve a bunch of problems, you know. Unbelievable. What we, yeah, that's a crazy idea that kind of, you know, is developing it's, in a way. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, you thought of everything here. Um, and it, it really, like, it's inspiring because it's taking taking something – to the next level here that I, I mean like they should the, the, the countries that have these issues should be just giving you tons of orders for this stuff I mean come on well, yeah it, it's not it's not simple you're not simple to you know what it, again you know when I'm doing stuff you know I'm just doing like a, then I say oh I, I'm gonna think after what uh, how you know how we may how we market this how we do this you know I mean, sometimes people, they think prior, you know, they give up on a project because they start thinking like the issue prior to the solution. You know what I'm saying? Right. So just figure out the solution, you know, try to fight the the problem after. If it's a good solution, you know, figure out after, right? You know, don't, don't have, don't, don't go too far. Can focus on this and then let's figure out, okay? You know, after, you know, but think. So right. and then you know, 
when I, I was I say, okay, now is the time, you know, because I'm making the product, you know, and sometimes I have to figure out how to do this. So I start doing some research, you know, and I realized that the bureaucracy around, you know, this, like, you, so for instance, if I have to go to a country, a third world country, the first thing I have to fight is bureaucracy, police, local police, and that's a fucking problem. It's huge. Yeah. So when I'm doing my research, you know, I was seeing, man, this will make it almost impossible. You, you think, you think, oh, this country need that, you know, they, they see always like, you know, uh, uh, the problem is this, you know, you have to understand that all this country have been abused, used, abused for centuries from, I want to say the white man that went there to profit because of diamonds, because of nature, the trees because of this, because of that. So use like this population of mankind. So most of time, you know, the white man is seen, you know, with like say, well, okay, what do you fucking want this time? Yeah. What do you want this time? You know, right. okay. They're like trying to, you know, profit again. Mm -hmm. So and even if with the, with, the, with the best intention you possibly can have, like I have with my product, there always some, some kind of, you know, thing. So now the things, because there's people in power in politics and even a simple policy, uh, police guy, you know, at the custom, they will profit from you. They say, okay, mm -hmm. if you need to pass with this thing, you need a $1,000, you know, under the table or right. this, this and that. So that's the issue I'm, I'm facing now, you know, because I want to do that with the best intention. But, you know, the, this problem, you know, I have to face. So what happened is, you know, I was doing some research about this this filter. I I was online and I found this company in South Africa was selling these filters, you know, because the original patent was expired and they was costing a lot from this Sawyer, a company named Sawyer. So I was looking like, you know, because the patent was expired and someone making it. So I found this company, Business Connect, is a company that does this project about, you know, water all over the world from 20 years. So they're well connected. They logistically, they have a man in every location they go. They know police, they know politics, you know, you know, and how, you know how government change all the time in these yeah. countries. Right. Yes. Overnight, they, they killed the president. Right. And, you know, it's all new people. Yeah. It's all new people. So you have a person that is completely outside of what happened in the country, but is inside. You know what I'm trying to say? You know, yeah, he so, knows how to move, you know. Yeah. yeah. So they have that kind of, you know, uh, uh, connection. And I was blessed, you know, to this this people when they saw my pro my product my project they loved it so they will be in charge to run the entire organization the either each project with the product in the 20 different country will be able to reach and help people you know with this product you know worldwide so i'm still like you know the final stage of uh, fixing some details some little issue you know i've been like you know always already it was very challenging you know, for how simple it looks you know is very challenging. Think with yes. the hydrocore, I've been through like 15 different prototypes to get what I have now. And now I'm changing again the, the design a little bit slightly to make it a little bit better, you know, with hydrocore. Right. With hydro reach, again, I've been like, you know, because I had the experience of hydrocore, I was able to do less like research, but it's challenging because the material need to be like a material that you can put water inside, don't get destroyed with the UV, the sun. 
is strong to fall on the floor, don't get scratched or poked, you know, right. the water filter, the water pour. I mean, there's so many freaking problems, you know, that I don't even want to tell you now. But, you know, finally, we look like we reached like, the good product and we'll be ready probably, I, I, I believe, like probably for the beginning of, of uh, uh, 2022, we'll oh, be wow. able to put this product on the market and uh, go all over the world. So probably and, you will see like, you know, on the magazine and news about this product a lot. I hope so. I, I, I mean, you deserve to have it out there with all the hard work you're doing. And when it is available in 2022, will people in general just be able to go online and purchase one for themselves? So, so that's what we're doing, you know, because we, we, I, I found it like, you know, I have a lot of friends that do hunting and they do like, you know, uh, camping and recreation. Yep. So I did some tasks with them. There is, yeah, there is a need also in that kind of thing. So we are able to put one on, on, online for, uh, you know, uh, recreational purpose or, mm -hmm. you know, for whoever. Sometimes, you know, hunter, I don't know if you go hunting, you know, you go in the middle of nowhere, the water is interesting. So yeah. having a, a water thing, you can hang on a tree and camp around. Yeah. Uh, well, people for 20 people. I'm, my wheels are already spinning because I, I do, I camp and stuff and water is always a thing for me. I love yeah. having water and I'm the guy that brings the, the water bag, hangs it in the tree and I use it to take a shower with. Shower, so, yeah, shower. So yeah. you could have like a little adapter on there. So make it like yeah, into a absolutely. little sprinkler and yeah, yeah. being able to wear it the way you said too, it's similar to the, the rucking that people do when they go for a ruck. Yeah. So it's the same yeah. thing, but the great thing is, like I like I alluded to earlier, is let's say you're going for a three mile, four mile hike with your with your water pack doing a ruck, you could drink the water and it gets lighter sure. as you go. So it absolutely it's kind of like doing a, a drop set in the gym where you go lower weight, but you could go further. Yeah. So it's a great way to train your way up yeah. in rucking because you're able to add volume in a way uh, or distance. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's a fantastic all round idea. Um, and I would have thought of it all for the fitness side of it. You thought of it for actually helping people out in the, one of the best possible ways you can. And I think that that is evolutionary. I mean, that's boom. That's awesome. I, I think that's going to go far, you know. Well, well, the idea is to make the project sustainable. That's why, you know, it's important always, you know, to partner with the right people, with the right connection, right? You know, right. that's the main, you know, that's why my partnership with Onnit with my product is very successful because, you know, they really care, you know, they, 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 they believed in me. I'm so blessed about that. And, you know, they, they invest in the product, you know, in my idea of training with a product like that. But going back on the, on the, uh, the rock idea. I mean, usually when you carry like a weighted vest, you know, it's kind of, you know, sit there, you know, there's nothing you can do with a weighted vest. You have to uh, go eight miles. You have to bring back the same amount of weight. You cannot right. dump the lead, you know? Right. <laughs> okay, you know, I cannot do it. Let me throw away some shit right yeah. now. So that's why I designed also this workout with hydrocore running, go racking or hiking with the yeah. hydrocore. Because the cool thing is that, you know, there's water inside. Yeah. I mean, you can use that water. You can drink that water you put inside the bag. You know, it's good, you know. It's not perfect, you know, but it's good, you know. Right, yeah. Uh, you can use like a water, dump in the water and, and filter and drink it, you know. Or you can just dump it 
and come back with uh, with uh, I do that all the time. I go for a run with a lot of weight inside. And while I'm coming back, I'm dumping water. Yeah. So you are going to do it. Say, oh man, it's too much. I can't underestimate, you know, my energy today. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know. So like, let me throw away some water. You know, that's a cool things to do it. That's why you know I kind of translated that experience also to the to the Hydro Reach project. And what I want to do. Uh, my idea is to connect the fitness industry with this project a lot, like, you know, kind of blend the HydroCore and HydroReach, because the idea is similar, localized, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like, you know, that I'm making shoes and uh, giving, like, way bucket uh, of water. I'm making two products that are very similar, you know? The one is for fitness one. So the fitness industry, the people, my clients, they already use HydroCore. They know about the HydroReach project. They want to participate. These are cool things. So the way I want to make this... Uh, this relationship solid is this. I have a plan probably a couple of years as I start to develop this concept, organizing a, a like a, let's say like, you know, a 2K or 5, 5K uh, a marathon, you know, for, I'm going to call like, you know, run for water or whatever, you know, where uh, when you subscribe online to this uh, uh, marathon, you already found, a bag, a other reach bag. So when you come to the marathon, you know, that day we give you the water bag and it's up to you to put some water inside, full of water, whatever you want to put inside symbolically. So you can walk, you can run with this water tank on your back. When you arrive to the finish line, you physically give back the bag to the organizer at the same bag with your signature on you go to a destination. We'll ship, you know, for example, if we have a marathon, okay, this badge of bag will go to Tanzania, you know. So you yeah. symbolically have something that, you know, can bring back. Or you can even, like, you know, uh, make the, the thing more interesting. You can come with us. So you physically, when you sign for the marathon, you say, okay, where you want to bring, how far, how far you want to bring the bag? To the finish line or to the finish line? You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, the finish line is Tanzania. Yeah. But this is the first finish line symbolically, the 2K. But, you know, you want to bring the bag to in the hand of the person. You want to see what's going on. You want to leave, you know, the experience till the end. Yeah. So you are able to do that. You do that with your own time That's, and finance. Yeah. So we don't ask any money. We don't ask any money because the company I'm partnering will take care of this. So say, man, okay, you know what? I want to come to Tanzania. I want to bring the bag. I want to give the bag. I want yeah. to do what? I want to go fill up the bag to the water source, walk back with the first, you know, uh, 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 water inside and give the bag to the family that will take care of this bag for probably five, six years, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, so so like this, you kind of, you know, you go, you go from the fitness to the charity, like uh, in the same way, like, you know, like, you know, very symbolic, like, you know, the torch of the Olympics, yes. you, say, you know, you yes. bring to the destination, right? Right. So yeah. what we're going to, we're going to, we're going to happen is you probably will understand more about this issue. And they, because you going to, again, comfort zone, right? You're mm -hmm. going to go like, <laughs> be uncomfortable because you think you're strong, right? Right. I mean, you're strong. 
but are you really strong? Yeah, like this I, in 110 degrees in the desert. Yes, with 80 pounds of water. Right. That's you know? that's right away as soon as I'm thinking. Like, there's people out there that you know they want to test themselves and they want to push themselves, and they have an appreciation for what people do in this world. Like, you gotta appreciate a kid or a woman carrying 80 pounds of water in buckets over a distance in a rough land. I mean, when you hear that and you think about how hard your day has been, you, you get oh. very humbled. You get very humbled. That's like I am not going to complain about having to change that flat tire on my $50,000 car that is out yeah. in the street. Right. And, and yes, you go there and you, you actually live the moment by wearing this bag exactly. and, and doing it. And you know, it connects you. It connects you to the world. It connects you to the to the good things in life. You know, if we got such a crazy mess in the world, all these problems. Yeah. And and here, you know, here's a way you can help people and feel a very good positive spin. Um, do you I know you you got you got you gotta share the struggle to understand what's going yes. on. That's the thing, you know. And, and that's why I say, hey, you you want to do something good, give away your time. I think time is the most precious thing so human being can give to another human being, you know. I'm not asking for money. Say, man, finance your freaking ticket. Come with us in Tanzania. Leave the experience, you know. See what's going on, you know. You're going to walk in the desert with this water. These little kids, they do almost every fucking day for years, you know, barefoot probably in the desert. It's 110, 120 right. degrees, carrying like, you know, 40 pounds of water. And you train at the gym, you lift the maze, you do this and this. Man, we're going to cry like little bitches. I'm, I'm sure 100% when we go there and we're going to do this, yeah. we're going to be miserable. We're going to complain and we're going to cry. I'm telling you. I'm telling yeah. you right now. I, I think I think I want to sign up for it right now because I need to do something. Like No offense to my wife, but she does not like rough vacations, and I'm the complete opposite. She'll go and sit under a palm tree and drink out of a coconut all day long. <laughs> And me, I'm like, I'm looking around and I'm like, there's got to be something I could do here. I'm going <laughs> with you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do this. I'm going to do this. I'll, I will let you know. The first place we're going to go will be Tanzania. I have a, uh, I promised, I promised a guy. This is so amazing, man. How, you know, the hope, the hope is, is, a, is something very important. We need the hope in this world. Now more yeah. than ever, we need hope, right? You know, we need to, to, to clinch to something and believe that, you know, that thing is you know, going to get better, going to solve. I mean, you know, there's a, the hope is very important, you know. I think now more than ever, you know, it's very important to have some beliefs, some hope, pray, you know, it's so important. It's it crazy because, you know, when I was developing the, the idea about hydro, each working on hydro at the same time, uh, the... I was on Instagram. Oh, my, my dream was always go to Africa to see like beautiful, beautiful it is, beautiful all the people, the culture and everything since I was a little kid. And uh, always like checking pictures of Africa and, you know, ancient tribe. Even with my daughter, she liked to watch with me this documentary about Africa, the people, you know, with the ring gear, yeah. the ring of the neck, all this crazy culture. She Oh, Dad, this is amazing. And she want to come with me and see this stuff, right? So one day I was watching this Instagram page with this beautiful picture about Tanzania. And, you know, uh, 
So I sent, sent a message to, it was like, is an organization that's like excursion on top of the Kilimanjaro, you know, which is like, you know, between Kenya and Tanzania, there's a Mount Kilimanjaro, which is, is like four, it's like 4,000, uh, you know, it's four kilometers. I don't remember how, how tall it is. It's pretty tall. So, so uh, uh, I, I say, hey, this is great. You know, you guys do this all the time. I start talking with this dude. I don't know who is the other side of the, the you know, the Instagram page. And, you know, it kind of became friend with this dude here, you know. And then uh, the dude say, okay, let's Skype one day, you know, talking, you know, about bullshitting and things like that. So uh, start Skyping with this dude. Say, okay, what are you doing? You know, oh, I'm a little a guy, you know, I was from this little village here. And, I, and now I have this organization. I hike people from all over the world. They come here. They want to go on top of the Kilimanjaro. And he asked me, so what are you doing? So, oh, yeah, do fitness stuff, you know, things like that, you know. Yeah, I also create, I have this idea about this water bag to carry water, you know. Uh, I don't know. I am just I just came up with this idea, but I don't know if it's a good idea. So the guy said to me, oh, man, this is great. You know, like you. Oh, I remember when I was a little kid, he experienced that. He was carrying water for the village he's from. And I said, I'm from oh, that wow. little village there. And then he was talking about his experience, the struggle, carrying water all day and things like that. And now he moved more like in the, the town, you know, he don't have to do that. But there's all this, you know, cousin or, you know, people that he knows, they do that all the time. They say, they say okay, look, listen, tomorrow I'll send you some picture and video. I want to show you something. You tell me, okay? So uh, the next day he sent me some video and picture of, where they go get the water still at the village where he's from there was man there was a little thing with dripping water dripping oh, dripping i'm not telling you like open it's flowing out right. it was really like tomb 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 and there were like a probably like you know 20 people around there waiting to collect water between kids and things and then he showed me, he said, look, it doesn't go more than this. That's all the water come out because oh we're in the dry season now. I said, what, what do you mean? I mean, there's the Kilimanjaro. There's like tons of glacier up there and water. It was all green around. I said, you have an idea during the dry season here. This, this is the amount of water we have. It's a serious problem. You know, the disease and everything that, you know, people need water. So, so your, your product will, can help because, you know, we have like further places where there's like a little uh, uh, lake or, you know, uh, river that they can go get the water they can help a lot so i told him and say hey man listen i promise i swear on my my daughter and my mom life one day i will come there i will bring this freaking bag i don't know how i don't know when but you know i will make this shit happen you know you know, you know when you you make a promise to someone and you feel like a piece of shit is you don't so man, I promise my word is more important than anything. This is know? this is fantastic because um, you, you've been saying a lot of things about how you you've developed these products, the ideas, where it all comes from. You, you got a lot of stuff coming right from the good nature of your heart. Like it, it's coming out. How these ideas evolve, we don't think about this stuff. This is important information especially for entrepreneurs or other inventors out there, this promise that you made is your connection. This is your tether line to, to, this, to this product you're developing. This is the backbone of it. Like you made this 
serious problems to somebody and like you said you don't want to feel like a piece of shit and and let them down so you're driven by that this is a great way for anybody to um find that deep inner why you know how they say you got to find your why why are you doing this this is it for you this is it for you and it's gonna happen yeah but i think that's the way to do things you know, I mean, you, it's lucky, you know, you cannot disappoint your daughter. Like, man, I, I, we got to go, I don't know, the other day, you know, we went to the, to the uh, La Jolla, the, to, sorry, to the LA, uh, uh, you know, the, the La Brea, you know what this La Brea? Library. You know, there, there's, no, La Brea, you know, it's, it's like a, oh, a historical La- site in the middle of Los Angeles. La Brea is like they found the dinosaur inside there. They found like all the pre- oh, the La Brea tar pits, historical animal. Yeah, the La- yeah. Okay. So it's a very cool place, you know. So we we kind of you know uh, promised her to go there, you know, and then you know we had other things to do. Then I told my wife, I don't fucking care whatever you have to do. What we your parents have to do. We promised we to do it. We're gonna feel like the bad, stupid parents, you know. They promise shit, yeah. they don't do it, right? Yeah, yeah. So now I feel the same way with this dude, right? Right. But the, the cool things is like you know, like you know, see my ice daughter, or oh, she was attached to the idea, excited to go see these things. You know, how disappointed probably can be it. And the, the same way, you know, this guy, this friend of mine in Tanzania, oh, he's attached to this thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He believed I will do it. And he's still, you know, no matter what, I always send him update, man. Don't worry, I'm working on this, you know. And then he just say, man, he's with such a positivity. The thing he say, I believe in you. It's like a daughter. She believes in you. Your, your son believes in you, right? Yeah, yeah. No matter what, even if you disappoint him, he still believes in you, right? Yeah. You know, and he said, dad, dad, I believe in you, right? You know, that, that you go. You're the coolest person in the world, right? You know, so you feel like you cannot, you you carry that, that, thing for the rest of your life so and then you know i believe i cannot disappoint this dude so i have to do this and you know he's he, but the thing is the cool thing is this man he's not isn't he just he's so touched to this he's so believing me you know what i'm saying it's just right. crazy i mean i don't know how to explain this no you know? it's I, I could feel it coming off of you i mean this is um this is big stuff you know and and i think a lot of people don't even get this opportunity in their lives because they're so caught up in numbers and producing and whatever corporate stuff you're you're on a human level you're like on a one-to-one level with somebody now and and it and it's the centerpiece or the main support for this whole product and this whole project that you have now do you have a uh are you or do you have the charity portion of it set up are you collecting funds no we so what we could do is very hard to put together like a non-profit organization i mean you know we are so sometimes so uninformed so naive and we believe that it's uh, this uh, non-profit organization our non-profit right. organization is not true i mean i was so naive i did my research and i learned that you know there's a lot going on Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I was trying to put together something so hard. There's so many, you know, things that you have to 
So partnering with this company, Business Connect, they already have their own like you know uh, side of, of a nonprofit organization, and they you know they will you know manage my products. So I'm very confident of what they're doing. You know they're in the the this uh, uh, field for 20 years. So uh, you know I prefer partner with them. But you know, I want to run independently. That was my my first like when I discussed with them. I said this: I want to run independently some project. Like you know, the first one I want to run is the one in Tanzania because I promised this dude that we could go there. So we, I will run independently. We take a goal and say, okay, okay you know, uh, once in a while, say okay, project like this, very realistic, like three hundred bag to bring to Tanzania. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I challenge anyone to do the same into the, this uh, hydro-reach project. For instance, you know, if you, for example, say with your organization, say, you know, man, I would like to bring an underbag to this place in Nepal where I've been there. I see they have the same need, things like that. Yeah. You can do the same thing. You can get involved. People say reach a goal of 100 bags, and, which is very realistic to do it. You know, and the under bag, you know, it's easy to carry. If you have like 20 people, we go there. It's so easy. Just put in the alpha bag and we bring it there. That's the cool thing. You know, so you, you, if you, could, put you could run your own like, GoFundMe. You could do yeah, it, your yeah. own GoFundMe. So, and then and then the money you collect could pay for the bags. It could pay for your yeah. trip if you want yeah. to. And and then you just Absolutely. go and you deliver it. That's that's awesome. I um I, I don't know if I should talk to you about it while we're doing a podcast, but why not? Let's let's be uh, let's be transparent here. I'm actually looking to do a charity thing uh, like next year with some steel mace stuff. I have I started this thing called the Ten Thousand Swing Steel Mace Challenge, nice. and um, I I reached out to Adex and I said, would you be willing on donating a mace as a as a prize? So um, what I was thinking was. People would enter for say thirty or forty or fifty dollars. I don't know yet. They get a shirt and then they get a, a shot at winning the Adex mace. And um, and then I wanted to take that money and donate it somewhere. And I wanted to find a charity that I, that I felt connected to or something. And just right off the top of my head, this seems like it might be something that might work. Um, we'll have to talk about it more off offline, but. Yeah, um, sure. You know, if Absolutely. it's doable, that that would be it right there because it's <laughs> it's right in the ballpark. You know, if it, it fits, I love it, and I I love your um, your motivation and everything. It's it's very inspiring. Um, before we go, do you want to let everybody know how they could get in touch with you for Hydrocore, or if they want to, um, you know. <laughs> connect with you over the hydro reach in any way, you know, because obviously we hope somebody around the world is seeing this and, and they're inspired somehow. Do you, do you have any details like that? Yeah. I mean, uh, for now we kind of start, uh, we are in standby with the hydro reach project, but we have an Instagram page, which is hydro reach project. And they can go check there. There's like some video and, you know, I just posted a video about the bag, you know, what kind of look like uh, at the end uh, so, and uh, on the bio of uh, the Hydro Reach uh, Instagram, a link to the page with a more full description about the project. But we still, we don't collect any money, anything, you know, just like, you know, if people want to connect, so like this, they can understand more. And eventually, you know, if they have some idea like yours, which is beautiful about, you know, your, your uh, maze 
then we can uh, collaborate again. Or if there's some corporate, they say, you know what, I want to donate money for this thing, you know, for thousand bag. We are open to discuss any any type of you know uh, uh, donation, you know. And uh, Hydrocore, we have a Hydro uh, uh, dot core on Instagram. So for the bag again, uh, for the Hydrocore uh, bag. So we're uh, expanding now with Hydrocore to Australia, you know, so soon we're going to have a like, full distribution there and we have a uh, marketing going on there. We are open also to uh, collaborate or distribute in other uh, countries. So uh, so on it, uh, deal is just for USA. Any other country we go with Hydrocore is open. So, uh, so anyone um, Say distributor hydro course. we brand the bag hydrocore b water with the logo of the company with the bag so we're looking for distributor you're looking for a distributor see for hydrocore for hy outside of us okay you're looking for you're, you broke up a little bit i just want to make sure people oh, heard okay that. uh you're looking for a distributor outside of the u.s for hydrocore Yes. yes. Okay. Correct. All right. Um, and then, of course, you're also on Instagram. You yourself at, at unconventional dot republic. Unconventional, obviously, yeah. meaning unconventional training. Um, yeah. And um, and then, if somebody wants to actually buy a Hydrocore bag right now, they could go to Hydrocore on Instagram and click the link. Uh, to your website, yes. right? What's the name of your website? Yeah, or on it's like uh, sorry, uh, hydrocore dot world dot world. Oh, okay, it's the hydrocore hydrocore world. Yeah, dot world. Yeah. All right, so great. And then uh, and like dot world. Yeah, dot or world. go to on it. Go to on it website. You know. Okay, on it dot com. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, so anybody wants to grab one or just check it out if you're interested in what we were talking about. And like I mentioned when we opened up the podcast, uh, uh, Maurizio has an app, a HydroCore app, and you could uh, run a membership through that. Uh, it's sure. pretty cheap. And, uh, and so you could get the bag and then you could be trained how to use it and cut, cut out all the guesswork and everything. So... Thank you, Maurizio, for coming on the podcast. I look forward to talking to you again about other things. Perhaps we could talk Absolutely. about the world events and everything because you like to talk about that stuff too. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, thank you, man. I'm really quick, so we're posted. <laughs> yeah, thank we're you, man. It was a very nice shot with you. Yeah, likewise. I appreciate it. And uh, I'll be talking to you soon about what we, we were just discussing with that. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye. See you at the next one. <laughs>